everyone. I hope you are having a great day. It's Jamie Crozier here. I am the host of the Coffee and Jesus podcast. And so in this community, we will spend time together by reading the Bible, asking questions, challenging ourselves, and celebrating our victories. I am so glad you're here today. Let's dive right in. Well, guess what, everyone? Today is our 50th episode. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. Celebrate with me. It's 50 episodes today. It has been so much fun. We started off this podcast with the title Organized Like a Pro and we talked about all things organization, including spreadsheets and emails, all the things that I love. But I realized that what we were doing in that is we were also talking about Jesus and coffee. And I really got to thinking, what is the most important aspect of this podcast? And it is always Jesus and coffee, but (laughs) just kidding. It is always Jesus. And I love talking about Jesus and how we can incorporate our faith into everything that we do and talk about the things that we love. It just so happens that I love spreadsheets. I love emails. I love organizing things like that, calendaring, all those fun things. I also love my family and my husband and my church. and, And I just love so many things. I don't know about you. I'm sure you can start naming off a bunch of things that you love. And so while we have that all in common, I think another thing that we might have in common is how do we bring Jesus into all of those things? So not too long ago, we changed our name to Coffee and Jesus. And that has just been so much fun. It's been great to talk about everyday lives and the struggles and the successes and celebrate all the things. We talked about journaling and how we can bring the scriptures to life in our own life. So today with episode 550, you guys, I am super excited about today. We are going to be listening to an interview we had with Aaron Harrigan. And you guys, I was so inspired by this interview. Aaron is a Christian wife. She's an empty nester. She is a coach and a speaker. And we are going to link up all of her information in our description of this podcast. But also in the interview, she talks about how to find her and her website and all the different things. One thing I was doing is I was looking at her website. And let me tell you, this is she's talking my jam. So it says right on her website, right in the front, it says, Hey, you ambitious women of faith. And then she asks these questions. Are you overwhelmed by the hustle? Under fulfilled by success? Overachievement taking you over? There is a better way. And I love that the better way really is Jesus. (laughs) It really is. And you think it's simple, but it's not For some of us, it's not as simple as just saying, well, Jesus is the way. Like, it's true, but how? Like, how do we do that? And this is where Erin comes in. She's got the experience and the tips to tell us the how. And she really loves to work one-on-one with people. She's also an author. And she loves to show us how we can do this. It's interesting, too. If I scroll down her website, she's got this little section that says, let's be real in, like, big, bold letters. And I thought, well, I have to read this. What what's real, you know, because that's how I always am like, let's just be real about this. Sometimes I'm a little too real. My husband has to kick me in the leg and tell me to stop talking. But you know what, my husband isn't here while I'm recording this. So there's no kick in the leg. (laughs) No, but let's be real. And she talks about in the business world, there's a lot of uh, pressure to succeed. And 
we can be overwhelmed with perfection and frustration. And she's saying God is the way. He is the best way in these circumstances. And so she talks about learning to pursue the success that God has for us. And really, it just takes building a bridge between our faith and our workplace. Uh, She has our faith in our business on her website. But even if you're not a business owner, building that bridge between your faith and what we do every single day, like what is your work? Your work might be a business owner. Your work might be working for a different company. Your work might be raising kids, you know, raising children. So how do you build that bridge between your faith and what you do every day? And she talks about grace over grind, surrender over self-reliance, peace over protection, and focus and fulfillment over frustration and FOMO. So good. That was just the front cover of her website. So I hope that you check her out. We're going to have a little conversation. It's so much fun. We talk about what she does. And then we also, both of us, we take some time to be vulnerable with each other. And we share an area in our faith right now where we are struggling because we all struggle. We all have things that we struggle. Being a a Christian, being a pastor doesn't mean that I have it all figured out. There are areas where I have questions. There are areas where I need Jesus to take over in my life because I know that this is an area that I'm working on that I'm not great at. And so Jesus help is like a prayer I pray all the time. The shortest, most powerful prayer, Jesus help. Because without Jesus, we really can do nothing, right? So we always want to be vulnerable women and share like these are the areas where we struggle and come together and pray over each other over those areas and to and to acknowledge it. Because what Satan would want you do to do is to keep those things hidden. He would want you, well, you better not say that you struggle in this area because what are people going to think of you? I feel that all the time. You better not say that you one time took depression, anxiety medication because you're supposed to be a pastor and what are people going to think? No, I talk openly about that. But for a while, I didn't. I didn't because I was so worried about what people were going to think when when really when I started to talk about it, so many people shared that they are going through the same thing and we could have a real conversation. That's why I love Erin's front of her of her website that says, let's be real, like real talk. Let's talk about it. Let's bring it into the light, because once we take those things that we are keeping secret or that we are that we are metaphorically keeping in the dark that really gives Satan a foothold to mess with us on it. But when we take these things and we just bring them out into the open, we bring them into the light, you know, they're not hidden anymore. No longer can Satan use it the way that he could have before, but it's in the light and we can talk about it openly and honestly with other Christians um, of faith and we can pray about it and we can just see amazing breakthroughs. So we actually both at the end of the interview We both share with each other an area uh, in our faith where we do struggle and where we ask for prayer about. So I want you to listen to this podcast, uh, listen to this episode, and I'll be back at the end to wrap us up. I am so excited to be here with you, Erin. Tell me how I pronounce your last name. Harrigan. Harrigan. 
Thank you so much. So Erin, um, I actually, we, we kind of got to know each other because we're in a similar Facebook group for uh, people who podcast. And um, you guys, one thing I saw about her is just talking about her faith and how she wants to empower other women. And I just thought, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I want to <laughs> talk with her. <laughs> and I love the title of your podcast, like Jesus and coffee. Like I'm not a coffee person, but I always imagine when I'm doing my podcast or when I'm coaching that I'm like sitting with a beverage, having a conversation. So I was like, oh, that sounds so cozy. <laughs> yeah. Any warm drink will do. <laughs> That's right. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about you. I know I was inspired just with the little post that you made in that group. I would love to hear more about you. Oh, well, it is such an honor to be here and to just have this conversation with you. So Aaron Harrigan, I'm a Christian wife of 28 years. I am an emptiness mom. I am a lover of tacos <laughs> and I'm an international coach and speaker, mainly working with ambitious Christian women who want to honor God and build thriving business, but they're not always sure how to combine the two. So I like to say that I help them break free from overwhelm and overachievement so they can walk out his assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. And um, the world is very loud and noisy and chaotic. So really helping them to tune out the world, tune into his truth and turn up focus to pursue success his way. So it's a little different than what I was finding when I was walking out this journey of, you know, being a business owner and then finding Jesus and how did the two of those things come together? And it's been a lot of fun and really fulfillment for me to see women invite Jesus into or back into their business. I love that so much. You know, coming from a pastor perspective, I hear all the time from my friends some things like, well, you know, this is your job actually, actually to share the gospel or share the love of Jesus. It's hard for me because I'm only at church once a week. And I just think, you know, actually every single one of you are reaching more people than I will ever reach. Because yeah, you are yeah. out in the industry, you're in the marketplace. Pretty much everyone I talk to are already Christians. I'm not oh, yeah. really converting people the way that you ladies are out there. You are the ladies doing the work. And, you know, we're just here to kind of pray and, and pray for you and offer you any, you know, wisdom or insight. But I love yeah. that. So I have a question for you on those lines. I know a lot of our listeners are um, side hustlers. So they have mm, their full-time mm -hmm. job, but then they also right. have a side hustle on the side. Do you yeah. talk to women who are in that boat? Absolutely. Because many times we do have a full-time job, but our side hustle is our passion or it's our plan to leave, you know, corporate to, to allow our families to have more of our time, or it's, something that we're very good at that's an extension of our job, right? Maybe we do consulting or that sort of thing. So a lot of the women I work with started that way. A few of them are continuing that way. And, you know, Ecclesiastes says, you know, to have seven or eight income streams. And in today's world, having multiple income streams is incredibly important. The challenge that we face is how do I do that and keep my priorities in order, God, family, work, right? God, family, business. And then how do I bring the Lord in? And I love what you just said, because what's, I believe, very unique about us being Christian women 
in the marketplace is that we get to be Jesus's hands and feet. If you think about it, we reach people, like you said, we connect to people that perhaps besides our business, we may not have ever come in contact. Some of those people, because not everyone is just serving Christians, right? Some of those people may not know Jesus at all. They may not have been to church. Maybe they've experienced, you know, past trauma or hurt. So you, as that female entrepreneur, get to be Jesus in front of them. Like that may be the only time, the only experience they have with Jesus. So it's incredibly important that we know that we are reflecting his light everywhere we go. It doesn't mean that you have to be, like I say, fly in your Jesus flag, or my friend Avery says, you don't have to be wearing your Jesus is my homeboy t-shirt, but it's just how you show up, it, working with your clients in those moments where perhaps they're under a lot of stress or tight deadlines. It's how you show up with this calm and this joy and this peace that draws people to want to work with you, but then can at some point open a door when someone says, what is this calm and joy? You just seem to reflect this light. And I wish I had more of that in my life. And then there's the door to open to tell, to tell them the story of Jesus and how he's changed your life. So I, I agree with you. I mean, these, these women are the hands and feet of Jesus in the marketplace. Church doesn't stop at the door. You probably preach on that, right? Like it just doesn't stop in this room. We are called to go out and be his co-laborers and his ambassadors. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, uh, my family and I are actually starting a, another side business because, you know, we need more things to do. <laughs> but, but in with that, we are ordering some inventory and I ordered some inventory and I, I wasn't expecting it to get here soon because I know we have a lot going on right now with, with shipments. Shipping and, yeah. and I received an email from the lady uh, who, was, who owned the business and she apologized for the delay in the shipment because she and her family were recovering from COVID. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to just test the waters here. I sent a response back and, you know, explained that it's totally fine. I understood that. I appreciated her reaching out for me and just said something real simple. Like, you know, I believe that Jesus heals today. And I just want to pray right now over your family and over over you. And I just sent her a little prayer for health and then also for her business. And she wrote back the next day and said she just cried and cried mm. and cried that someone would care that much and, and reach out. So I, I, it was a reminder to me that people are longing for this. We they think are. it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. I was on a podcast recently, well, back towards the end of last year, and someone posted about it and tagged the host of the podcast. And she said, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, which, you know, from her perspective, she said that has its own, you know, set of challenges for her. And she said, but this podcast speaking about this idea of redefining hustle is what we talked about. And, and how we can have the Lord in our business. She said it refreshed me and it, it empowered me to come back, you know, to, to lean in more. And just those little words, there's so much impact that we can have without beating people over the head with, with the Bible or without trying to fit our clients into a, a faith mode. You know, some of the clients that we serve are not all going to be Christian. They're going, they're, there's a secular audience, but it, it's not about changing the way we do work for them or trying to get them on board. 
you know, it's just about reflecting the light and, and words like that, you know, that simple prayer and what that could spark in, in that person. And that's, that's the beautiful ripple effect. Yeah. I think, you know, in with all that, I think the biggest pushback I hear from my friends is they feel like a hypocrite because they feel like how can they pray for someone or how can they, when asked about their beliefs, share the the love of Jesus when they themselves don't have it all figured out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, newsflash, I don't have it all figured out. And I go on stage <laughs> in front That's of hundreds right. of people. It's not about having it all figured out. Um, yeah. So what, what are you, what are, what is your advice to someone who would say, you know, in the workplace, I, I want to share the love of Jesus, but I don't want to come across as a hypocrite. Sure. It's first and foremost, the way that we show up and how we're interacting with people, even under stressful situations, even the people that we don't care for in the workplace, right? But when that opportunity presents itself, I would remind those, those people that the, the Holy Spirit will guide your words. Stories are powerful. That, that's, that's why we have a testimony, right? And so when we have the opportunity to share our testimony and to even be honest enough to say, this is what Jesus did in my life. I don't have it all figured out. I don't know every single scripture to send you to. But what I do know is this is what happened to me. And I believe that is available for everyone. And I'd love to pray over that with you. You know, it's something that simple. Sometimes we tend to overthink and and believe that we have to have all the answers when we can't. I love that you're so authentic to share that as well. You know, you're on stage and you're you're sharing God's message, but you don't have it all figured out. And and none of us will on this side of heaven. When I'm working with coaching clients, I'll often say to them, listen, I know what you're going through because I just went through it, or I might just be a couple of steps ahead of you. But our, our role is to lift as we rise is to take someone's hand, to be a comforter to others. Right. I mean, the word tells us that, that we are comforted. So we may comfort others. So it's not about having the perfect words. Very often it's mainly sharing your own personal story and your own personal experience because you know, if you, not to boil it down to this, because Jesus is not, you know, this simplistic, but it's kind of like if you went to a restaurant and you fell in love with the restaurant, you don't know the whole menu. You don't know all the ins and outs, but you're like, man, I had this incredible dinner, right? It's not so different than that, except what we're talking about is eternity. Like there's the sense of urgency and an intention. So just being intentional about you that you want to share that and keeping it very simple just it, it, I, to me that's the very best way that we can honor him and to allow the holy spirit to do his work because we can't change the hearts that's not our job only he can do that i love that i really love your restaurant analogy cuz you know <laughs> when we have a good restaurant we talk about that and we're not we're not worried about talking about that i don't think to myself well, i better not share this restaurant because someone might ask me who the owner is or you know every item on the menu or what are their hours and their phone number and their contact information uh, i'm just sharing my experience and if they want to yes. take it and uh, go try it out 
then that's great for them. And I'm here if they have any questions. And I think we should think the same way. I don't know why we almost talk ourselves out of saying something because we're concerned about what other people are going to say or ask us. But we don't think about that when we're sharing a restaurant. (laughs) No, no. Well, and there's so much, you know, when I began to shift, when I first came to Christ and gave my life to him in 2014, I remember one of the leaders in the network marketing business I was in saying to me, you know, you shouldn't talk about God so much online. Like people aren't going to want to do business with you. You're going to scare them off. And at first I, I kind of shrunk back a little bit. And then over time I realized, well, no, like, first of all, that's exactly what the enemy wants me to do is not talk about it. Right. And there's so much backlash and, um, you know, uh, persecution sort of in using that word in using the, those, it amazes me that people are afraid of this five letter word, Jesus, right. Or even God. Right. And because we live in a fallen world, we know that we will always be under fire for that, but it's about being so confident really. And, and that's why I think it goes back to the personal story and being so confident in what he's done in your life that you can't help but talk about it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we talked about uh, just a few minutes ago about how it's hard to share if we feel like a hypocrite. So I have some questions for you sure. so we can be vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Because we're sharing, you know, yes. hundreds of people are going to listen to this podcast. And so I thought it would be kind of fun and vulnerable to share maybe a few things that we ourselves struggle with. And so I thought I'd go first real quick and then give you some time to think. And then I want you to go to go sure. and share. So, cause I feel like if we're struggling, other people are struggling. That's so right. one thing that I share with um, most people who listen to my podcast or know me, know my husband and I, um, about 13 years ago, we separated for two years and we've had, you know, we've had healing in our marriage mm-hmm. and now we mentor other couples, other married couples. And it's, it's just been so much fun. But I got to be honest with you, I struggle in some of the situations I see in marriages and like the, the, my mind says, just get a divorce, (laughs) but I know the power of healing and I know that God loves marriages and I know that he hates divorce, not because you're going to go to hell for it, but because it hurts and he doesn't want us to hurt. But Kevin and I were just talking the other day about how it is hard because it's something that we constantly talk about and tell people uh, that their marriage can be restored. But we ourselves struggle when we see certain situations. It's hard for us to proclaim the goodness in spite of the circumstances. So that is something that we, that I personally struggle with. And I realize, like for me, how I do that is I just have to say, God, I'm going to praise you through faith. Mm. I'm going to praise you even when I don't see it. And I'm going to trust your promises. And I'm going to know who you are, that you are a God of love and restoration, regardless of the circumstances. But mm. it doesn't happen naturally. <laughs> no. So how about you? What is what is something that you work through like that? So from a, I, I, you took the marriage route, so I'll go that way. <clears throat> I struggle with letting my husband lead. So for the bulk of our marriage, 
we we went to church, but we really didn't have an in individual intimate relationships with Jesus. So I have always been the the ambitious one, you know, the salesperson, the risk taker, the decision, you know, I make quick decisions. And he has always been the observer and the researcher and what have you. So for the bulk of our marriage, I was jet setting all over for my job. I was the primary breadwinner. I was making, you know, decisions for our family in under the assumption that it just made it easier for him, right? Well, it's just easier if I do it because I'm the one that has the information. In fact, a long time ago, although it does come up sometimes, I wanted to write a book called The Keeper of Information, which is all about how moms have all the, like, we know who has lunch and who doesn't like this and who gets what medicine when we know all of that. And so for the bulk of our marriage, we've been married 28 years. So I would say, uh, it's been eight or nine years, eight years since I gave my life to the Lord. I really struggle with allowing him to lead. Now he did not give his life to the Lord until 2017. And so I really was challenged by leaving room one for him to make decisions and for him to step up and take action and for him to do it in his time and not in my, not my time. And two, just like I said a minute ago, like the Holy spirit is the one, the Lord changes the heart. We don't. So I was really frustrated with the Lord because I'm like, like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Right. So I struggle there. I struggle with yesterday. I was at the store. We just had some um, renovation done to our house and I was buying a rug. And I was with my best girlfriend and we're at the store and I was between two. And so I sent it to him. Now, normally I wouldn't in the past, I wouldn't send it to him. I was like, well, this is the rug I'm getting. Right. But I sent it and I said one or two. And the more I looked at number two, I thought that is not going to work. And he picked number two. (laughs) And so my friend was like, well, clearly you have to get number one. And I was like, I I need to defer to him in this. I need to give him space to have a say in this, right? And I did, and I brought it home, and it works. But it's little things that I had to, to learn to let go of. Like when we walk into the sanctuary at church, letting him lead us to the seats instead of me. You know, when there are decisions to be made, not that are massive, life impactful decisions, we make those together naturally, but just little decisions. And so I really struggle there. I struggle with that submission piece right? And I struggle with allowing him to lead when it doesn't fall in my timeline. (laughs) But what I realized is that I have, we have two two daughters, 24 and 22. And I began to see in my daughter's previous, my older daughter's previous relationship that she would take the lead and not in a good way. In other words, she would take the lead, but then he just sat back and thought, well, I can just do whatever I want, which of course then was hurtful to her. The relationship that she's in now is much more, is much more even, but I, I, you know, remind her like, you have to like, if you all do get married and I pray that she does, you know, she's not a believer and I pray that she does come to the Lord before that. But I was seeing that my attitude of being the one who led everything was being, I was modeling that for them. And so then how does that make for a strong foundation going into a marriage, you know? So I definitely struggle there. Yeah. 
I hear that. Well, Aaron, I just, I love your transparency about that. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about you know, people that are leaders and coaches and accountability partners in my life. And the ones that have had the biggest impact on, on me personally have been the ones that are vulnerable like you are. Mm, yeah. And when I think about someone <clears throat> that I want to trust as, as a coach or someone that I want to trust even, you know, to read their, their articles or their books or their blogs, it is not the person that says, I have everything figured out. It's the person that says, I'm learning. And here are the areas where I'm still learning, but anything that I learn, I want to pass on to you. And that is one thing that I just love about you, Erin. So, so tell, tell everyone listening where they can find you. Sure. I hang out on Instagram and Facebook, but you can follow me at Aaron D. Harrigan. So D is in David on Instagram. And everything really that I talk about on this topic of redefining hustle and pursuing success God's way, you can find at my website, AaronHarrigan.com. My podcast is there. My podcast is called The Hustle with Heart Podcast. And my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, is there. And all the different ways that you can work with me, but my story is there and I'm very vulnerable about this is where God led me. This is not where I plan to go, (laughs) but you know, this ambitious woman got lost on her way to the top and found Jesus. And he said, why don't you let me drive for a while? And here's the map, which is the Bible. And then, um, you know, now go show, share that map with other Christian businesswomen. And so my website is the place where you can learn about me and certainly listen to my podcast. And I know I'm going to provide you a link to a free tool that um, people can download that I call the four keys to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way. That's awesome. And everyone listening, we will make sure to put all of those links in the description. They will also be in our Facebook group. So if you are not in our Facebook group, check us out. You can just search Coffee and Jesus and we're there. We'll post all of the information there as well. So you don't have to try to remember everything. It'll be there for you. So Aaron, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it has been such an honor. I loved our conversation and I hope we get to have more of these conversations at some point. And that was our interview. It was so much fun. I think I could have chatted with Aaron all day. I wish we could. I wish we actually could just get a cup of coffee or tea. She said she doesn't drink coffee, but that's okay. We can still be friends. <laughs> I wish we could just grab a cup of, of something warm to drink and cozy up on the couch and just chat all day. It was so great. So like we said in our interview, we will make sure to post all of these things in the podcast description and also in our Facebook group. So don't forget, if you are not in our Facebook group, check us out. You can search Coffee and Jesus and we will be right there for you. And now Erin talked in her interview about a tool that she was going to give us. So we do have a free download. It's in the description here. We will also put it in our Facebook group, but it is four keys to redefine hustle and escape overwhelm. So it's a free download. You just plug in your information and she'll shoot that off to your email and you can uh, learn a little bit more about Erin. So I hope that you all are having a great day. I hope this podcast episode uh, inspired you to think how you can invite Jesus and build those bridges uh, between your faith and your work so that we can really share you know, God's love with those around us because you're the light. 
You are the light and God does not want to put you under a basket. He wants you to shine. And so I'm so excited about that. I would love to hear your thoughts. Post that into our Facebook group, your your thoughts about this podcast or how we can be lights to those around us. So again, it's just been so great chatting with you today. My name is Jamie Crozier and this has been the Coffee and Jesus podcast.